Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In the NFL, Baltimore Ravens cut offensive lineman Alex Lewis only two days after passing a physical. The 2016 fourth-round pick had struggled to stay healthy and began training camp on the pup list while recovering from shoulder surgery. The Houston Texans placed running back Donta Foreman on waivers on Sunday. Foreman was the Texans' third-round pick in 2017, but tore his Achilles in November of his rookie season and spent most of last year on the pup list and played in just one game. In baseball, according to Yankees manager Aaron Boone, Glaber Torres left Yankee Stadium late in the team's 7-4 win over the Red Sox and was taken to New York Presbyterian Hospital where he underwent tests related to a core issue. No update yet on his status for tonight's game against the Orioles. And finally, Philadelphia Union captain Alejandro Bedoya used his goal celebration in Sunday's MLS game at DC United to call on Congress to act on curbing gun violence. I'm Chris Bavona and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for the final hour. Solo taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern as we do each and every weekday. You can catch the show live 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern or on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, search full-time fantasy, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified whenever a new episode is uploaded. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on the gram at Aaron88. Check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. I want you guys to win and dominate your leagues. I want you to be the guy in your draft that everybody goes, damn, he's taking all the good picks. He knows what he's doing. And that's what we're going to do for you here at Full-Time Fantasy. We have so much information already in our draft kit, and we still have a month to go. So make sure you join now. Use the promo code RONAS50. You get your first two months for the price of one. We have preseason pro picks already from Dr. Roto, Sean Childs, Brad Cruz, Excellent high-stakes player, Bill Enright. Mine will be up in a couple of weeks. My rankings are there, and they're updated frequently. I'll have to go through them again today. I did take Deonta Foreman out after he got cut by the Texans. Talk about that in a little bit. So there'll be frequent updates as the news changes and you know roles are carved out, players are moved down, maybe injuries happen. And also, you know, based on the way I draft, when I'm in drafts and you know I make decisions, I always say I have my rankings in front of me, uh, but maybe... I feel a certain way that's different from my rankings. And I go, you know what? When I'm on the clock, this is what I'm doing. So I have to kind of make that adjustment because basically it's what I would do uh, when I'm on the clock. That's how I kind of do those rankings. And as I mentioned previously, sometimes, you know, the receiver at 13 and receiver at 17 are very close. And that happens a lot. You know, I talked about that in baseball this year where I was like third base was so deep and I think Raviel Devers was the guy. I'm like, damn, I really like him, but who am I moving him over? Obviously, he's had a great year, so I had him too low because he's been tremendous this year. But that happens at a deep position, and especially like that wide receiver group sometimes, you know, you really like a lot of them. But someone's got to be 13. Someone's got to be 18. And when you play in a multitude of leagues, too— you know, sometimes you do want to spread out the risk. But if there is that one player that you like, especially if you have them as a breakout, it's fine to invest heavily in that player. Yes, it can backfire if they get injured, but sometimes, you know, it can work out in your favor. If that guy does stay healthy and breaks out, then it helps you across your league. So, yes, we do want to have a little variety, but at the same time, 
when you have a strong belief in a player, stick with it. So you can check out our fantasy football projections and cheat sheets. And don't forget, we have customizable rankings and cheat sheets as well. We all know that everyone plays in different formats. You know, not everyone plays in the format that we consistently talk about in the fantasy football world championships, although I recommend you do do that. I do it in my home league. We do two running backs, three receivers, two flex spots. And I think you should have two flex spots in every league. Uh, and especially if your league is 10 teams, you got to expand the starting roster. But we know everyone plays in different formats. Some people start two quarterbacks. You have a super flex league, which I'm going to talk about. I know a lot of you guys play in super flex leagues. And we probably don't talk about them enough, but I was in a super flex draft league over the weekend. So I'm going to review my draft and give you my thoughts as I built the team. That's coming up in a little bit. But again, we have these... Uh, customizable cheat sheets so if you start two quarterbacks maybe you start a yeah, super flex maybe you start two tight ends maybe you're non-ppr half point ppr you start two receivers two running backs and only one flex you just put in your league parameters and it spits out a cheat sheet specifically catered to your league so not many people do that i think that's a great feature so you could check that out uh, and of course uh, dr auto's latest article is pick it from the 12 spot uh, i have a lot of articles up uh, george kurtz versus uh George Kittle versus Zach Ertz, and it's amazing. So I put it on Twitter, and some people are like, Ertz, no question, not even a chance. Kittle, easily. So it's so funny. Like, I, Both sides, I've heard from people say, oh, it's this guy, easily. So clearly, it is a debate. So I go through it, break it down, give you my thoughts, little tease of what's to come, because that happened in, in my draft. Uh, and again, if I write something and I say it, I do it in my draft. And anyone who has played with me knows that. You know, this is, I, I don't hide anything, and it's on, it, it kind of backfires at times because I know there's people in my leagues who kind of listen to, and they know going into the draft what I'm going to do, but, you know, my goal here is to help you guys win. It's not for me to win my leagues. I think it looks good, and that's always an interesting discussion. I'd love to hear from you guys, too. Do you want to follow someone that has success in your leagues or does in their leagues or do you just care if they give you good advice? You know, it's always a good topic of discussion because there are a lot of people who give good information, just that they don't win their leagues. But I think you want to see someone who gives you that information to help you win and is using it for themselves to win. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, so, again, we got a ton of stuff up on the site. I have a quarterback primer, running back primer, and, of course, you can ask your questions on the message boards and forums anytime you want. Uh, and that's where you can get real specific break down whatever, whatever waiver wire question keepers got to keep questions today and the keepers sometimes are not always easy but the one thing i will say about keeper leagues is a lot of people get sucked into the value and what round they're drafted sometimes you just take the best player like say if you have a first round pick that has a third round value for your keeper but then you got someone going in the 12th round that looks like a good value most of the time take that guy in the third round if you got a first a guy that's going in the first round of every draft and you get to keep him in the third round that's still value. It might only be two rounds where the guy that you're getting around Ted might be a five-round value, but you're getting more stability and certainty in that player, usually, that you can keep in round three that is going in the first round. So you have to take that into account when you're looking at your keepers. And I think a lot of times people fail to do that. They get so persuaded by, well, he's in round 12. Yeah, I understand that. But sometimes the you know, a Juju Smith-Schuster in round three is a huge value since we do see him go at the end of round one. So you have to take that into account. We want to get star players. We talked about it earlier in the first hour where if you looked at a team last year that just had four guys 
that were studs every week, that would be enough to win a league or be near the top of an overall. You know, we want these different difference makers. And Juju Smith-Schuster was certainly that last year and is in line to do that again this year. Also, you can head on over to playffwc.com. we got several drafts going on right now. we got a starter full-season league tonight beginning at 8.30 p.m. Eastern and an online championship at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you hop in that today. Again, that's a $2.99 entry fee, but you can get league prizes anywhere from $1,800 to $2,494, and the grand prize for that is $50,000. So get in today and get those values because we all know there's going to be several players that jump several rounds as we get closer to the start of the season and Vegas. When we return, I'll go over some of the latest news in the NFL that occurred over the weekend, including Deontay Foreman. He has been cut by the Texans. What does this mean for Lamar Miller? I'll talk about it next here on Full-Time Fantasy. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is solo here until 4 p.m. Eastern as we do each and every weekday. Don't forget, find me, fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Rankings are updated. Everyone continually asks about the rankings. I think that's what people like the most. They just want to see your rankings. But we got a ton of other good content and articles, so make sure you check it out. So over the weekend, Deonta Foreman was cut by the Texans. And Foreman seems to be one of those players that everyone wants to see succeed in fantasy. I mean, his ADP was 112, and I had no shares of Foreman just because, you know, he's coming off that Achilles tear, and we don't really see a lot of running backs bounce back from that. And, you know, I think Bill O'Brien spoke last week, and he basically said, yeah, there's no number two running back here uh, for the Texans. So, you know, I avoided him in drafts, and I'm sure he'll probably find another team. There was a lot of talk about work ethic being a, a problem with him, but and they felt like he needed a, a change of scenery. So we'll see. I'm sure he'll get signed somewhere. So Lamar Miller already had high security, but no one likes drafting Lamar Miller. I mean, again, there's... There's no excitement here with a guy like Lamar Miller. You kind of know it's all volume-based. There's just not a ton to get excited about when it comes to a guy like Lamar Miller. So, you know, I haven't been taking him in any drafts. Uh, Again, it's just all volume. There's just no huge ceiling for him. Uh, Last year, you know, it wasn't very impressive. You know, he didn't even catch a ton of passes last year either. Just 25 receptions last year. So, I know everyone's getting excited. I'm just still not. I, I don't. I might move him up the draft board a little bit, but I don't know. He just he doesn't seem like a difference-making player. And isn't that what you want in those rounds when you like Lamar Miller's ADP right now is 78. And there, there's you know I've said it before across the leagues. There is something to getting those safe, reliable players, but I don't know, man. Like I just don't want to take him in that round where. 
Look, look at the players going after him. Kiki QT, Marvin Jones, Curtis Samuel, Sterling Shepard, Latavius Murray, Geronimo Allison, Austin Eckler. I mean, I take all those guys over Lamar Miller. He's just like, what are you getting from him? That That's the problem I see. And, you know, 210 carries last year. Okay, maybe he goes up a little more. He hasn't had 1,000 yards in either of the last two years. You know, six total touchdowns last year, six total touchdowns the year before. Like, why do we think all of a sudden, okay, it's going to get better now? He's 28 years old. So, sure, he's going to get the bottom, but they'll work in some of the other running backs. And I don't know. I'm still – I'm not really moving up the draft board. I mean, he's just not a difference-making player. Like, how many weeks is he going to win for you? I just don't see it. I mean, looking, looking at his game log last year, it's just not impressive. He had, like, four 100-yard games on the ground, and he had a touchdown in three of them. But, man, he was really not involved in the passing game much at all last year. So that that's the big problem there for me with Lamar Miller. I know he missed a couple games last year, too. But I think people's automatic reaction is, oh, Foreman's gone. All right, yeah, I'm going to bump up Lamar Miller. I don't know. I kind of don't see it. Uh, again, so his ADP 78, early of 62. The 62 did not happen in one of the last few drafts in as late as 96. So, you know, 84, 88, 70, 68 of the last few I don't know. I still feel like I'm not going to have any shares. He'd have to really fall for me. So I know volume is very important in fantasy, and especially when we're talking about some of the early picks and the offense you're in. But I don't think this really upgrades Lamar Miller much for me. Maybe a couple spots, but I don't think I'll have him. We have to focus now on on what's going on with uh, Antonio Brown, man. Uh, Did you guys see the picture of his feet on social media, I mean, those things look disgusting. I don't know what the issue is. He's going to see a foot specialist. A lot of the reports are it's not serious and he's day-to-day, but you know, he's barely practiced with this team. And obviously, new quarterback that he has to work with. So, you know, Antonio Brown's ADP right now in the Fantasy Football World Championship is 17. He's gone as early as 16, as late as 20. So he's a fixture in that second round. I only have uh, one Antonio Brown share so far. It was in the Scott Fishbowl, and it was like, I think it was pick 23. Obviously, that was a different format. Superflex League, the tight ends got boosted up. So I just felt like the value was at receiver in that draft because you got five points for every 50 yards. So you could say what you want about Antonio Brown, and he's not going to be as good as he was in Pittsburgh, but he's going to get volume. They did not pay him that money to not throw him the football. So even if he isn't as efficient, I'm pretty sure he's not going to score a ton of touchdowns, but the volume is going to be there. So uh, not a player that's a target for me. If he's in the right spot and he's the best player on the board, I'll take him. But we do have to kind of pay attention to see what's going on here. And it is the preseason here, and teams are going to be very cautious. But, you know, some things can linger. You know, as we talked about before with – uh, Andrew Luck here, but uh, they do consider Brown day-to-day at this point, and uh, I guess it sounds like he got good news from the foot specialist, so you definitely want to see him, though, get some practice reps in this new offense with his new quarterback. We talked about it a little bit in the first hour about Andrew Luck. Uh, you know, it looks like he's going to be missing more practice as he deals with this strained left calf, and remember, this is something that's been bothering him for a couple months, so the issue with Luck is... It sounds like he'll be ready for the start of the season. So you don't want to panic too heavily yet. His ADP right now is 84. And he really hasn't dropped in the last couple drafts, just slightly, but nothing major. I mean, last few drafts, 89, 
84, 85, 87. And he's gone 62 and 64 in a couple. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, if you look at that range for Andrew Luck, you know, that's like seventh, eighth round. There's a lot of people who believe Andrew Luck could be, you know, the number one, number two quarterback this year. If you feel that way, you know, seventh, eighth round is not a bad spot. For me, I'm not going to take a wide receiver, a quarterback in that range unless there's, if you look on the board and the way your team is built and you go, you know what, there's no one else that I like here. And that happened. We went over a draft a couple weeks ago and it was like the eighth round and the team took Deshaun Watson. And I looked at the rest of the picks in that round, and I said, you know what? If I was going to take a quarterback early, this would be a spot here. Because I just looked at the rest of the round and said, there's nothing here that I love that I go, oh, I got to get. So I understood why the team did that. So I might do that. The likelihood is I won't. But you have to leave everything open and on the table. So I would say probably 10% chance that happens in my drafts. Again, I just typically... Wait on the quarterback, especially since there's so much depth at the position this year. And if you just go through a draft and you see, well, okay, Andrew Luck in round eight, I like that. Oh, wait, uh, Jameis Winston in round 13. You know, so there's just so much depth this year, which is why I won't do it. But, you know, I wouldn't panic on Luck just yet. But I think it is something that you have to take into account, especially when you're investing uh, an early pick there on those running backs. Uh, Damian Williams. He's still sidelined with this hamstring injury, and he's missed quite a bit. You know, Andy Reid was making some comments about him on Saturday, saying he's missed a lot of plays, and it's been great for the other guys. He said Carlos Hyde has done a nice job getting a lot of reps, taking advantage of them. Look, I don't think Carlos Hyde is very good, but, you know, he's getting the opportunity right now, and it's the same argument. If you're going to argue for, oh, well, Damian Williams is in the Chiefs offense and he's the starting running back, well, you know, Carlos Hyde, that could be his role to begin the year. You never know, so... I'm not a huge fan, but I actually did take him in the 14th round of a recent draft. Uh, again, 14th round, what am I investing? Nothing. Doesn't work out, move on. And if it does work out, potentially huge upside. So, uh, you know, Williams is a guy that we've seen consistently go in the second round. He started to move up, and then I'm assuming he's going to start to move down a little bit. Um, his ADP right now is 23. Um, so he nothing's re really changed with this news. The last couple drafts, 22, 25, 25, 25. So, yeah, first pick of the third round in a couple of drafts, but, you know, he has, he's got a decent ceiling, but he's got a low floor. I mean, he could be out of this job, and that's a, a very risky pick, and people, there's a lot of people that are like, love Damian Williams, real pro Damian Williams, uh, and then others who are just going to completely stay away, so you have to decide where you are in that, because, uh, again, he hasn't had more than 50 carries in a season, and yes, the offense is a pristine spot to be in. You want a piece of that Chiefs offense we know what running backs do under Andy Reid. There is definite risk there for Damian Williams. When we return, we'll go over some more news from the weekend. And I'll start to talk about my super flex draft from the weekend in the flex league. Giving you my thoughts as I went through the draft and how I built my team. That's all ahead right here. Full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern, getting you set to dominate for the upcoming fantasy football season. Best way to do that, head on over to fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Got my rankings up. They'll be updated frequently, as well as a ton of articles and our preseason pro picks from members of the staff, as well as several high-stakes players. So these are guys putting big money up with lifetime earnings of six figures. So you want to see their sleeper, bust, comeback player, breakout, and stash and cash. And they are up there now with more to come. So check us out. NFL preseason is here. And season-long fantasy football drafts are in full swing. And Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package with the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts provide dynasty, season-long, betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Some uh, quick news here. Uh, Trey Burton has been practicing lately. It's three consecutive practices he missed. Remember, he's coming off sports hernia surgery. So uh, Nagy, the head coach, said it's not a setback. They're just trying to be protective of him. And then you're going to see that this time of year. Obviously, there was a lot of buzz for Burton last year in fantasy. He was typically going as a top 10 tight end. That's not the case this year, obviously, with the disappointment. Uh, his ADP is 136, and I'm fine with him in that range. Uh, you know, he still was decent. There are a lot of weapons there. I think Allen Robinson certainly coming off the uh, a full year now with the ACL. We saw him really come on strong last year, so he's there. Anthony Miller's coming off shoulder surgery. He essentially played with one shoulder, so... You know, I do think they're going to pass a little bit more. I don't think the defense will be as dominant. So, you know, Burton's not a targeted tight end. It's if he kind of falls and you miss out on some of your targets, I think he's acceptable. But, yeah, not someone that I'm looking to target on my team uh, this year. Uh, rookie A.J. Brown of the Titans, he's listed with the third-string offense on the unofficial depth chart for the Titans. Now, a lot of teams have started to put out their depth chart this week. It really doesn't mean much at this time. You will see some of those rookies down there. Now, Brown hasn't been practicing much because of a hamstring injury, but I would think he is eventually going to start along with Corey Davis. So, you know, he's someone very late in drafts. I mean, he might not even be drafted. In the high-stakes leagues, he will with the 20-round draft, but in your home leagues, he's not going to be drafted uh, in 16-round drafts. So he's a name just to keep on the radar. Uh, look, it's the Titans offense. We know they're going to run the football a lot. Uh, there's probably not a ton of room in the passing game unless, you know, Mariota finally gets going. And... You know, remember, he was playing with the nerve damage in his arm, so he couldn't really feel it. So you, know, you understand why he didn't put up those numbers. A.J. Brown's ADP in the FFWC is 202. So as you can see, 
in a lot of leagues with 16 roster spots. He's not going to be drafted, but some just a guy to keep on your radar as uh, they do list Taewon Taylor uh, ahead of uh, there on the depth chart as a starter. But you know, he was a real disappointment last year. I thought he could do something, and uh, it didn't happen. But again, in the Titans offense, pretty much everyone was a disappointment, even a guy like Corey Davis, who's very, very talented and had a huge target share. But uh, – you know, could not really be a consistent contributor. The Dolphins running back depth chart is out, and it's got Kalen Balaj and Kenyon Drake as co-starters. Obviously, Balaj has really kind of moved up. You know, he was a guy that was pretty much free in drafts. Uh, I know I got him in the Scott Fishbowl really late when we did that draft in early July. Uh, Balaj ADP right now is 127. He's gone as early as 97, as late as 161. But you could see with the recent news, 107, 110, 120, 97, 138. And before that, he was going 140, 161, 141. So you could see how he has moved up. On the other hand, you know, you're going to see Kenyon Drake kind of fall now. And he's at 57, which it depends how you look at it. You could say, you know what? It's going to be a discount now because he's the more talented running back. He's more dynamic. But we've kind of said that. And now we're seeing a second coaching staff that might not be too enamored with him. So it's not a great offense, but if they are playing from behind, you would think Drake would be more of the pass-catching back. But it's certainly a little bit of a risk here now with him, uh, ADP of 57. And you can see he's fallen a little bit in recent drafts, 66, 62, 67. Uh, in previous drafts, he's gone 44, 46, 51. So you could see the shift there where people are starting to worry. Uh, in deeper formats, I'll give you a, a name to keep an eye on. is Ty Johnson from the Lions, running back, six-round pick out of Maryland. There's a lot of talk about him. Uh, potentially sliding into that theoretic role. So just a name to keep an eye on. Maybe you're at a deep league in round 18, 19, 20. Uh, you want to take a shot on that pass catching running back. He could be one. And if it doesn't work, as we mentioned earlier, just cut him. Uh, we also have been seeing on Johnson been splitting out wide in the red zone. And, boy, that that's a guy that's really seen his stock rise. If you And this is the unfortunate part. Say you were drafting in June, July. You loved on Johnson. You were getting him late third, early fourth round. And just a little bit of news with Theo Riddick getting cut. And all of a sudden, Kerryon Johnson moves up the, the draft boards. We just talked about an online championship in the first hour where he went second pick around three. His ADP right now is 33. But look at the last few drafts, 27, 24, 26. I mean, he is rising. I mean, in other drafts, he's gone 40, 41, 39. So you could see it. Just a little bit of news how a guy moves up one round. As uh, people are more excited for Kerryon Johnson. And... I get it. I completely understand why, and it makes a, a lot of sense there uh, because of uh, he should get a ton of volume, and he was on pace last year to catch about 50 passes. So it's going to be a run-heavy offense, and he should get the volume. All right, I was in a uh, super flex draft on Friday. It's the Flex Super Flex League. So I, I think this is the third straight year I've been in it. Last year, I was the top seed, most points, lost in the semifinals. That happened to a lot of people last year. It was the bad semifinal week. So the blueprint for the team worked. Unfortunately, couldn't win the championship, and that happens. You know, we've always talked about how we're going to put you in the playoffs and in position to win a championship, and then well, we all know there is that luck factor that happens. We've been on both sides of it. We've had, you know, the lucky wins where things broke right. We've had the unfortunate losses. So the goal is to get into the playoffs, and – I'm almost certain uh, if you ride with full-time fantasy that we will get you to the playoffs. So I had the seventh picks league, and the format of this is half-point PPR. You start one quarterback, 
two running backs, three receivers, one tight end, two flex spots, one of which could be a quarterback, a tight end, and a defense. There are no kickers in this. It's 16 rounds. So when I had the seventh pick, I go, okay, I'm probably not going to get a running back I want. I'm hoping David Johnson falls to me, but obviously you have to consider that unlikely. So the draft went Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott. No surprise there. David Johnson, five, Le'Veon Bell, six. So I went with Devontae Adams. Uh, Adams is the number one wide receiver on my board. I think it's close with him. Hopkins, uh, Hopkins, you know, a little bit more competition this year with Kiki QT and Will Fuller if both can stay healthy. Uh, Devontae Adams obviously getting a ton of targets, a career high 169 last year, 111 receptions, 1,386 yards, and 13 touchdowns. He's had at least 10 touchdowns in three straight years, and he's a trusted guy for Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers has even said he will throw to him more. In fact, Devontae Adams had double-digit points in PPR games in every single game last year. Again, this is half-point PPR format, but uh, looking at the half-point PPR, you know what? He reached double digits in every game in a half-point PPR format last year as well. Uh, 12.1 was his worst game last year, and he did not have fewer than seven targets in a game. So I think that uh, should continue as the offense for Green Bay should be better. We'll see. Uh, obviously, it was a disappointment last year. I thought about James Conner, and he went with the next pick. Uh, but the way I looked at it was, okay, okay Hopefully I can come back and find a running back that I wanted. Uh, and it was hoping to be Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb. Uh, after Connor went Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Joe Mixon, and Juju Smith-Schuster. So this is a super flex league where you don't see a quarterback go in the first round. Now, I think uh, in your home leagues, if you're playing a super flex league, I think you will see Patrick Mahomes going in round one. We know in home leagues, quarterbacks go way higher. No matter how much we tell you to wait on the quarterback, uh, you know, there are people that panic. Uh, where they feel like, oh, I can't pass on Andrew Luck or Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes here. So you need to have the discipline. But in a super flex league, you have to read the draft room. You know, and I talked about this a little bit in the Scott Fishbowl because that was also a super flex where you can use a quarterback. And I kind of just read the room and said, okay, these guys are going to wait on quarterbacks. The one benefit of picking seven in a super flex is you're not really going to be caught in a run because you're not picking on the end. So I figured, okay, I'll be okay at the quarterback position. But my plan going in was to wait on the quarterbacks because I feel like there's like 20 to 22 quarterbacks that I really feel comfortable with this year uh, in a super flex league. And maybe even 24, there's a couple down there. So I said, plan was wait on quarterback in this format. And that's exactly what I did. I did the same thing last year. It worked. I mean, I wound up, I think, with Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. And obviously Stafford was terrible. I mean, I couldn't even start him down the stretch in the playoffs. I think I did pick up Nick Foles. So, you know, there always will be a quarterback or two to emerge off the waiver wire. There are going to be injuries. You know, last year was different because we all knew Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, at some point would find their way into a starting gig. We really don't have a lot of those guys this year. A lot of the quarterback jobs are pretty much set. We don't really have a lot of those competitions. So it makes it a little bit more difficult. But So I started off with Devontae Adams. Julio Jones went first pick around two, then Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham as the seventh receiver off the board. That's a nice value there. We talked about him in the first hour potentially being the number one overall receiver this year, and I think that outcome is in his possibilities. And then Patrick Mahomes went with the fourth pick of round two. So I think, again, the Superflex Leagues, I think you're going to see Mahomes go in the first round. So you have to understand that in your home leagues, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, and for me... Uh, I'm not going to take a quarterback that early 
I know Mahomes has the potential to be the QB1 overall again. He's got all his weapons, but I'm not going to do that. And then in round two, then the pick before me went Dalvin Cook. And that's the guy that I was hoping for. And he went right before me. So I had a decision to make in round two. Am I going to go running back? Do I take the number one tight end? Or do I go another wide receiver and risk the running back being thin? I'll let you know what I did next. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here at his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Have the updated rankings. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Have an article looking at George Kittle versus Zach Ertz. And people are split on this. Some people are saying, yeah, it's Kittle easily. Others are saying it's Ertz easily. So I break it down, give my thoughts, opinion on that. We got our preseason pro picks from Bill Enright, Dr. Otto, Sean Childs, and Brad Cruz. More to come, including mine in a couple of weeks as well, where we give you a breakout, sleeper, bounce back, bust, and a stash and cash. And if you have any specific questions catered to your league, you could ask them on the message boards and forums. So hop in there now and start asking those questions. I was talking about my super flex draft. In the flex leagues, the fantasy leagues of experts that took place on Friday night. And I was picking from the seventh spot. So I went Devontae Adams in round one. So I felt like probably needed to come back with a running back if I liked the running back. So I went with Nick Chubb. Uh, this is half point PPR. So I think that helps Nick Chubb a little bit. Uh, we know he can catch the football, but, but they really didn't incorporate him in the passing game too much. I uh, did have a couple of games. I think he had three games of at least 30 yards receiving, a few games to three, four receptions. So if he could just do that in a half-point PPR, it's fine. I did have Nick Chubb in this format last year. I drafted him round 9 or 10, and I held on to him the whole year, figuring at some point he would grow into a role. And that's something you have to keep into account with rookie running backs. You know, it might take some time for them to become the main running back, depending on who's in front of them. And obviously the trade of Carlos Hyde last year opened it up, and Chubb was very good. I know there's some concern for some people about the impending return of Kareem Hunt, who begins the year on an eight-game suspension. But if the offense is clicking and Nick Chubb is running as well as he did last year, I just don't think it cuts into him too much. Uh, but, you know, I'll worry about that at that point. But expect Chubb to, to be a fixture in this offense to start. So after Chubb went Todd Gurley, and I've mentioned I'm just not taking Todd Gurley right now in the first couple rounds. I think there's risk there. Uh, that's arthritis in the knee, and there's still people who are not worried about this at all with Gurley. I mean, he's still, I've seen him go in a lot of drafts, you know, early second round. His ADP in the FFWC right now is 21. He's gone as early as 13, as late as 27, uh, but I'm concerned, and I think there's some risk there uh, for him holding up. There's already been talk of a diminished workload. Maybe he gets 65%, uh, but I'm concerned and don't want to take that risk in round two. Uh, then we see Travis Kelsey, Mike Evans, Deshaun Watson as the second quarterback off the board, Antonio Brown and T.Y. Hilton to close out round two. So super flex draft and even 
the industry folk wait on the quarterback. We only saw two quarterbacks go in the first two rounds. Again, in your home league, I don't think that happens. People will take the quarterbacks way earlier. Uh, I think you might see, you know, six to eight in your home league. Uh, they quarterbacks score a lot of points, and people just panic, and they worry, and they don't think the depth is out there. It is. Trust me. You can be successful waiting on the quarterback, and that's what I advise you to do. But you, got, you have to read the room, too. Uh, you know, if I would have seen the quarterbacks go a lot faster, I would have had to adjust my strategy. But it seemed like a lot of people had the same mentality I did there, and that's why I waited. We talked about Kerryon Johnson and his rise. He went first pick around three as the RB12. I really don't have much of a problem with it. I was hoping Kerryon Johnson would make it to me in the middle of the third round, but I knew it probably was not going to happen. Uh, so my pick came up, and uh, I went with Derrick Henry. Uh, I think especially in a half-point PPR format, too, he gets a little bit of a boost. We know he's not going to catch a ton of passes. Uh, he is dealing with the strain calf, which is a little bit of a concern. They are saying, though, that they're being cautious here. But, you know, you saw what Derrick Henry did down the stretch when they had success giving him the football and feeding him uh, some big games. And, you know, he he's a guy that eats the football. And last year to finish the season, 17 for 238 and four touchdowns against Jacksonville. He had the big game against the Giants, 33 for 170 and two touchdowns. Week 16, 21, 84 and a touchdown. So in those weeks, 14 to 16, I mean, he was a huge difference maker. So the Titans' offense clearly was better when they fed him the football. So, yeah, I mean, you could say it was a little bit of a risky pick there. I didn't want to go wide receiver here. Because I could already see how this draft was going. People were placing more importance on the running back position. The receivers were starting to fall. And I knew I was going to get really good value at the wide receiver position later on. And, and it did work out that way. So I felt like I kind of needed to go running back there. Marlon Mack was on the board. Could have gone with him. Obviously, great offensive line. And in a half-point PPR, helps him a little bit since he's not going to catch a ton of passes. Aaron Jones I like. He's already dealing with a little bit of a hamstring injury. So, you know, those guys were close, but uh, I went with Henry because I think there is potential big upside with him there. Then we saw Diggs go after me, Andrew Luck, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, and Baker Mayfield as the fourth quarterback off the board to close out round three. So one team took Mahomes and Luck, and that could work out really well. It's not something I would do, but, you know, it's a case of saying, okay, if everyone else is going to devalue the quarterback position, you know, I'm going to load up and take two guys who potentially could be the top two, and it's certainly a possibility. Uh, but we only saw four quarterbacks go in the first three rounds. Now, I've always said you have to make adjustments, and you can go in with a blueprint, but you have to be able to pivot on the fly and see what goes on in the draft room. And that's what happened to me in round four. You know, so many people ask, hey, I got the eighth pick. I was thinking of going running back receiver with my two picks, then coming back with a receiver, then a running back. What do you think of that? And I think, fine, you can have that blueprint, but you cannot stick to it because you don't know what's going to happen in a draft room. And we've seen it this year. Yeah, the top four picks are pretty much the same, and that might change with Ezekiel Elliott in this holdout, but – after that, uh, it changes so much. I've seen Le'Veon Bell go six. I've seen him fall midway through the second round. So you don't know what's going to happen. So you could have that blueprint going in, but you better be able to adjust. And I've said this in a couple times I've drafted this year where I said, if you would have told me you would have gotten this guy in this round, I would have told you no. It happened in the FSGA. Took O.J. Howard around five of a 14-team league. That was not the plan going in. Just the way my team was constructed at that point. I didn't like the running backs on the board. I think at that point I already had three wide receivers. And we had one flex spot, so I didn't want to lock up that flex spot with a receiver already and just hurt my flexibility. 
So I thought, all right, I will go with a tight end. And I think O.J. Howard can have a breakout year. Wrote about him in, in our draft kit on fulltimefantasy.com. You can check that out. So it was not the plan going in, but you adjust to what happens. So here's what happened in round four. Start the round. Josh Jacobs goes as RB18. Julian Edelman goes, wide receiver 15. Matt Ryan as the QB5. Devontae Freeman as the RB19. Cam Newton as the QB6. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now? Probably don't want to go running back. Now, Melvin Gordon was on the board, so I could have taken him. And that, as an RB3, that is a swing for the fences. That could work out great. But I don't know. There's a possibility he sits out 9, 10 games this year at this point. So I passed on him. I didn't want to take a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers was there. But, again, the plan was no. Wait on quarterback. Receivers. All right, there was some pretty good receivers there. But I felt like we might start to get the quarterback run. It's round four now. So there might be some QBs who go. So the receivers are going to get pushed down a little bit. George Kittle and Zach Ertz were still there. Not part of the plan at all. Did not want to take it in round four. If you would have told me before this draft you're going to take a tight end in round four, I would have said nope. But you have to adjust to what the draft gives you. So... Generally, I think those guys are going early. They're going around 2-3. But based on what was on the board there, I said, you know what? I'm going to take George Kittle. Yes, you know, there's some risk with him. Can he stay healthy again? He's been baked up in the past. But I think he has positive touchdown regression coming. He only had five touchdowns last year. And he had big plays. That was the one thing, too. I wrote it. I think there was like 20 plays of 20-plus yards for Kittle last year. So that's not something that's repeatable, you wouldn't think. Uh, he had a, a lot of targets last year, 135, 88 receptions, 1377. Now, they did bring in some other weapons, but no one that really takes away from Kittle. He's still going to get a ton of targets. This option should be better with Jimmy Garoppolo healthy. And Kittle is a big red zone threat. He's 6'4", 250. He should be getting more targets in the red zone. So I think there's a big ceiling there for him. With Ertz. If you look at Ertz, last year was by far career year for him. A lot of outliers there with a career high in targets. And they have Dallas Goddard there, who's very talented. They're going to use a lot of two tight end sets. They did last year, though. I think they were second in two tight end sets. So you will see him more on the field. It's going to hurt Ertz a little bit. Deshaun Jackson was brought in, Arcega Whiteside. So there's a lot of weapons there. And I don't think Ertz repeats. Doesn't mean he's going to be bad. But I think Kittle has a, a little bit more upside compared to Ertz, and I wrote that again. You could check out that article. Kittle went with, I mean, Ertz went with the next pick. So, again, you got to be flexible. Uh, it wasn't part of the plan. I didn't think I would take a tight end there, but they just fell too far. I mean, middle of round four, I'll take that opportunity. And now I don't have to worry about my tight end at all. I mean, I wasn't going to take a backup anyway. Now, when I do look back on it, and we all do this, and you can't do it because you have to make your pick at the time. People will look and say, oh, well, you could have gotten O.J. Howard in round seven, Hunter Henry or Evan Ingram in round eight. Yeah, I'd, rather have, I'd probably rather have that when you look at it. And I've mentioned that those are the tight ends that I kind of like, but you don't know how it's going to pan out, uh, and it's a super flex league. So looking back on it, maybe, well, the, the thing is, uh, I would have taken, I, I could have taken O.J. Howard in round seven if I would have done that. Um and I, I guess I could have gone. I guess I could have. could have gone Aaron Rodgers and and OJ Howard. Maybe that would have been better. But then what I wound up with. But I'm fine with it. So Kittle goes there, Ertz, and then we start to see a little. Bit
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a few more minutes on a Monday afternoon. Getting you set for the fantasy football season. It is draft time. I know we've been talking about drafts for a couple months, but your drafts are getting closer. You know, the next few weekends are going to be draft heavy. So it's very important that you're caught up on everything at this point because a lot of news is filtering in. we got a lot of injuries, holdouts. It's always something going on. So uh, make sure that you're caught up. And the best place to do that is fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. So I was uh, talking about this super flex draft that I uh, did on Friday night. And picking from the seven spots, so I talked about the first few picks, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, and George Kittle. Again, he just fell too far. But, of course, the quarterback run started to happen, Kylo Murray. Melvin Gordon went as the RB20. And the team that took Melvin Gordon, Jen Ryan, Football Diaries, took Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon. So, basically, it's uh, – Swing for the fences here. It's like, hey, if this works out and both guys are there week one, uh, our team's looking really, really good. Although, waited on the quarterbacks and wound up with Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. That's it's waiting a little bit too long, in my opinion. I wouldn't have done that. Um, so I'm all for waiting the quarterback, but I think that's a little bit too long. But uh, So Melvin Gordon, Kenny Galladay is wide receiver 16. Aaron Rodgers is QB 8, second to pick, last pick of the fourth round. And then Cooper Cup with the final pick of round four. So um, so Cooper Cup, uh, the last pick of round four there to close it out. Then we started to see the quarterback run begin again. Carson Wentz, first pick of round five. That was the QB nine. Really like Wentz a lot this year, coming back from the injury. And, of course, he's got a ton of weapons in this offense, and you're starting to see him move up. Lamar Jackson goes as the QB ten. And then Russell Wilson is the QB 11. So now I see that the quarterbacks are going to go, and now it's time to potentially take one of them. Mark Ingram goes as RB 21, and then Brandon Cooks as the wide receiver 18. I was all set to take Jameis Winston, and then Rick Wolf from Fantasy Alarm. He took Jameis Winston as the QB 12, and it just sucks to get sniped. And especially since Winston sometimes has been going outside of that Top 12, you know, Winston is a guy I like a lot this year. Uh, I took him in the Scott Fishbowl. I took him in the FSGA. So it's been a guy that I've been consistently getting and uh, was really disappointed. I mean, his ADP in the Fantasy Football World Championships is 146. Again, different format, only start one. But, man, that's just a a nice value there. So I I really thought I was going to get Winston. So when that happened, I went in a different direction. Um I felt like, okay, one of the quarterbacks I want will probably make it back. So I'm going to take uh, a wide receiver who I think you know breaks out this year, and that's Chris Godwin. So I took him as the 19th receiver off the board, and a little bit risky because you might not get the quarterback you want. 
But I uh, love Godwin this year. I liked him a lot last year, too. I had him in several leagues. And, you know, there were some weeks where you couldn't use him. But especially once Deshaun Jackson went out, it was money in the bank for Chris Godwin. He had six games without Deshaun Jackson, at least 90 yards receiving in four of them and four touchdowns. So now Deshaun Jackson's gone. Adam Humphreys is gone. They don't have a lot of depth at wide receiver. It's Godwin Evans and O.J. Howard. I know some people will say, oh, Godwin's going too high. He's the wide receiver, too, in this offense. This is going to be a pass-heavy offense once again. Their defense stinks. Levante David dealing with a knee injury now, so we don't know if he's going to be ready week one. This is not a good defense. They don't have a strong running game. They're going to pass a lot. Uh, Godwin's going to do his thing this year. So, uh, again, putting uh, I've talked highly about him. I'm taking him. Then we saw DJ Moore, David Montgomery, Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, and Allen Robinson to close with Ron. So at that point, I'm like, yes, all right, no more quarterbacks are going. But then we saw Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Sony Michelle, Mike Williams, Ben Roethlisberger. So now I got to take a quarterback here. So I went with Mitch Trubisky. I actually passed on Drew Brees. Just I mentioned about Brees. Just the pass attempts are not there. Now you could say, oh, I was a bad. Uh, you should have taken him. Big value. Look, Breeze had some real good games and some down games down the stretch. Week 12 in this format, 19.94. Week 13, 6.78. Week 14, 14.94. Week 15, 5.92. Week 16, 16.94. It's just the pass attempts are not there as we've seen in recent years. 489 pass attempts last year, 537 the year before. I don't see that changing. And I know we had 32 touchdowns, but, you know, down the stretch, it wasn't great. And there's not a ton of weapons in this offense either. We saw some of the downside of that Saints offense down the stretch. So I'll continue to go through this draft tomorrow and tell you how I finish up and how I built my team and my thoughts. Who are my quarterbacks? And I got a pretty good value on an injured player. So I'll break it down. We'll talk about it tomorrow. In the meantime, head on over to playffwc.com, head into draft. Talk to you guys Tuesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern.